Hello and welcome to episode number 48 of the 11th Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I am Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. I'm Sam Melancon of Tobacco Records. Each week, one of us picks a Rancid song or Rancid-adjacent song, and we talk about it and all our complicated feelings. And this week was my pick, and I don't remember why I thought picking this was a good idea, but I did. (laughs) So we're going to talk about Tropical London. If you lose me, you'll lose a good thing That's one thing I know for sure If you lose me, girl, you lose a good thing That's one thing I know for sure When you are sick, girl, I held your hand When you are trouble, I try to understand Stay with you, I do anything I can Okay, so Tropical London is on my favorite album, Indestructible <laughs> um, Which of course came out in 2003 Written by Tim and Lars, produced by Brett Gerwitz. I assume Vic plays on. Who else would be playing the keyboards on here? I, yeah, that'd be Vic. Um, and you know, we did fall back down early on. Which, when we did fall back down, I was like, oh, yeah, "This is the big Brody song." No, this is the big Brody song. I mean, fall back down is too, but this is like the real like big brody song and it's, yeah it's definitely the most like direct well yeah. I mean, fall back down is two but like they're they're kind of a pair two sides of the same coin right like yeah i that's fair um i feel like this one's even more i'm, I'm yeah well i'm struggling to remember anything about fall back down right now other than the course so that's maybe maybe i shouldn't make any grand statements about it but i'm gonna start this off in a positive way the first the intro of the song the first 10 seconds are great like the song starts and it's got you know it's like vic's playing that kind of riff and it kind of has this big opening it's like oh yeah okay i this sounds promising and then the the chorus the lyrics start and it's just that's it i'm i'm done so that's the end of the podcast for today because I got nothing else. To- <laughs> like, well, I mean, that's it. I mean, like, there is some seriously, like, we have talked to death, like, how much Indestructible has this feeling of butthurt, like, divorced dad, like. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Like, you T- shut up. You, you're losing something. I mean, like. You know the, that I- picture of on this, that, like, went around Twitter for a while of, like, Elon Musk and Kanye West? And it was like the divorced dad, like yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, Tim Armstrong could is. I mean, like this yeah, song he, is the is the theme song to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like if you lose me, you lose a good thing. I mean, that is so yeah. in the moment in your feels when you're being broken up with, like you in your worst, saddest, most you know moments. It's yeah. But it's, and, it's like, you know, when you're pissed off, like you're dealing with something at work or something or something happened and you get in your, you, know, you get a email or something. And you're like, Oh my God, fuck you. And you write out this like, <laughs> fuck you email, but you delete it because you just got to get it out. Like or, I understand writing this song, but you don't fucking record it and put it on your album. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's like this is just epitomizes that they, I think a lot of times when we were talking about indestructible being having that vibe, it's mm-hmm. like it would have that vibe a lot less without this song because it's just he says it right. out loud. He says all the stuff you say under your breath, like you miss right. me if I was gone. You you would you wouldn't right. have me to push around. Like it's basically that sort of like. Look at all these things I did for you, and yeah. then you just abandoned me. And, and it's a lot of the stuff that I, like, re, you know, do when I really zoomed in for this week, you know, listening to a few more times, was, like, it's kind of this airing of dirty laundry of, like, mm-hmm. I did when you were all mess and, you know, it seems like drugs and, right, um, you know, just kind of shitting on this person. Like, it is so petty and then also like but why don't you love me you know at the same time you know it's like it's every bad instinct that you go through when you're getting divorced and that that by itself is kind of like like you know you could almost like sorry it's like there's a version of this where we're like this is funny to watch tim fuck up and uh, go th- be in his fields and 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 have this messed up, kind of bad um, middle aged divorce falling apart thing, but the problem was, we right. know all the other <laughs> stuff around it of the like camp, she right. was she was very very young, he the power imbalance of their relationship, the fact that they smeared her and you know she Basically ended up blackballed her and her blackballed band. her entire like, band. Yeah. And she, uh, you know, ended up having a lot of substance abuse problems again after this and, like, didn't have a great relationship with the person she left him for and, like, you know, just had this kind of rough, you know, you feel bad for She's seemingly doing really well right now and they're back together as a band. And and so, like, you're just kind of like, man, not only did you have this, like, it would be a funny kind of embarrassing moment of, like, look at this middle-aged guy being very like middle-aged divorce guy and there would be this kind of arm's length irony to this song mm-hmm. but it's got this creepy sheen because we know all that other stuff and i know we've right. talked I mean, that to death but like yeah you just can't you can't get away from it so like i i don't want to go seven rounds on that just because we've done it but like <laughs> we gotta say it all those things again you know like he's just right he can't get away with this like, not only can he, would this be just like a really kind of sad, <laughs> what was me song, but it's so much, it's 10 times creepier, you know? Right. Well, and so much of it too, just like the lyric, well, you know, it, it sound, it comes off to me like the, um, abuser trying, you know, the typical mm-hmm. like, way you guilt trip somebody you yeah know, you it does have a right, gaslighting you know? guilt tripping yeah, sort yeah of like you were sick and i held your hand and I, you were troubled i tried to understand i'm a nice and guy I, yeah. yeah and and then i was i was i'm the one going through the rescue I, I, or i'm confused why you would why you know i was there and it just and it's so and no and again yeah knowing the context of what came before and after or during I, you know i don't know the exact time frame of yeah, you know, yeah. when this is written but it's so disingenuous to, you know, I mean, I get it that in the moment when you've had your heart, like it's real to you, whether it's, you know, whatever, you, it, the situation is fucked up and blah, 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 but it just, ugh, I, yeah, I don't, this is, you know, we, t- we kind of, we talked about this last week and how 
one of where and, and this has been a recurring theme of like Rancid being their own worst enemy and Tim, if Tim had people around him that weren't his handpicked crew or whatever yeah. you know the people that somebody would be like dude you shouldn't put you this can't on the you can't put this out like, yeah <laughs> um it, and, it, so i was yeah go ahead sorry no that's it no go go well i was i i went and grabbed the the cd a second ago because i forgot that indestructible songs have like a little note oh geez oh god okay <laughs> and um usually they're you know it's tim's handwriting and usually they have tim's voice right like yeah and um it's like i'm writing this in uh in you know studio and this is about when you know joe died and like, you know it's got this kind of voice of kind of tim talking about stuff. right but what i notice is on tropical london it says when brody left him in the middle of the record we took some time off to regroup and came back with seven new ones this is one of them so the voice changes like there's mm. a little bit of like this weird like like that's kind of weird to yeah. me like that ownership shift and then also like like there it is like they like <laughs> <laughs> like i again i love the world of i mean i want birdie to leave him and all these things but like i love the world of like what's that happens to the that record that was just the follow-up to 2000 that was just django you know and, and right. not <laughs> it didn't have whatever done. these seven songs are like what are, i want to know what the seven are <laughs> you yeah know? i mean exactly. fall back down and indestructible probably or two sure. of the, you know yeah those are for sure you know and like but like ivory coast yeah. and django you know might have been like the original band you right. know, album which and yeah like, I, this, yeah the sliding doors moment like what does that album sound like if they just finish making that record it, i'd probably have a totally different take on it exactly you know even if the timing was slightly different you know which is right again, super weird and like sure fandom is weird like 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 yeah if nothing else like let's sit in the weirdness of like why the fuck do we even have this podcast and like what, <laughs> what if we can't handle but yeah like fandom is weird we're like sitting here analyzing this and like being super mad at this guy but also you know we've done nearly 50 episodes (laughs) um and we'll do many many more and so yes fandom is fucking weird this is weird this podcast is weird but so but the 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 funniest thing is to me i think we had this when we first listened to indestructible was like we had called the song out because this is like a really good sounding song yeah sonically and um just yeah the if you the structure kind of interesting yeah, yeah the structure yeah. I, I mean I, I really like i like the way it's produced like the where um not to get like too much in the weeds but like where the the keyboards and stuff kind of sit in the mix it makes it feel yeah. very kind of big and it's yeah i mean that's one of the this things is that one makes of the me so ones... mad about this song is that because like i said you know yeah those 10 seconds at the beginning it's just like oh yeah okay here we go and then it's just fucking it's like i'm done i can't get past the vocal like the lyrics and yeah and this was about the chorus else, oh uh, yeah yeah exactly especially the chorus because the chorus is so blatantly muley mouth bullshit abuser is what it comes <laughs> off as and but like the chorus also is very kind of like rote in general yes. but like the 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 verses are really interesting musically. There's a little bit of a timing thing that is interesting that they don't normally get into kind of an interesting time signature. There's something going on. It's not, 
I don't know. They they do some weird pickup in the middle of the song, and then um, uh, one of the best bridges and solos. Like it's like a long series of Tim solos, from what I can tell, where he kind of changes textures a couple of different times, and they really sit on it. And it's like, you're like, wow, this really was like, it was still Brad, Brad? Why am I having, yeah, Brett, sorry. <laughs> Brett. I was like, what, what am I saying? Brett? I know I talk about you're Brad. Lot, but I'm not. You're Brad. Yeah. I'm, I'm Sam. He's Brett. Nice to meet you. Good to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. We got that cleared up. Yeah. Um, Brett, it's still Brett on drums. It's Brett at the height of his powers. It's Vic. It's rancid at the, you know, the peak. Yeah. And it's, you know, uh, Brett Gurowitz trying to make um, the poppiest record they've ever made by far. You can just tell, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and it's you, you, this is one of those songs where you're just like, yeah, OK, I can hear when people are saying the production's a little different on this record. And I, I, I don't know. It's a lot like what we've talked about with this record before that, like, like, um, with Red Hot Moon, you know, like it's so close. The music is so good, you know, like these tracks, like Red Hot Moon and this track, like mm-hmm. where Vic is really shredding, they've got some backup vocals, they've got some extra percussion here and there, you know, like, ah, man, like, I don't yeah, think the there's only a lot make of this bands song... on Epitaph that sound this good at this point. No, you know what I mean? Absolutely. The only thing that can make this song worse would be a guest verse from Skinhead Rock. <laughs> And then Rob just kicks in the door and is like, Talks about bitches his... and like, right. you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I don't know. It sucks. It is, <laughs> it is just like, I know, I just feel like we're broken record with Indestructible, but like it is the, the it's like I want to make a graph that's like a t-shirt or whatever, which is like the, the feeling of <laughs> listening to an Indestructible song for us, which is just like, Oh yeah, this is all oh, fire. Oh, <laughs> like, like, just like, yeah, it's like, oh man, like it's I'm, just like I'm determined to find like, you know, I I told you I I was messaging Sam before this. It's like don't ever let me fucking pick an indestructible song again. But I'm I'm determined to find the one that I the I it doesn't have that experience of like yeah oh fuck. <laughs> and, and I know I mean, there's it's probably Django. Right. Yeah, or Ivory Coast. I think. Yeah, I think you call that. I right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but like yeah, there's yeah. a lot I I have a hard time with like when I go one by one with this uh, album because I've done that too. I've done like there's got to be one I actually like because again that experience of like picking up and rediscovering it was like when I wasn't too deep on the lyrics uh, right. was like oh man this is a, this this has got some rippers on this this is cool this has got some good rancid you know and then you're like yeah eh. and then you pay attention and, you're like, and then you're like Bleh. and it's some combination of the two things that are that really are the achilles still of rancid which is either brody all up or uh look how tough we are we're we're yeah we're old but we're cool and punky right. and all this stuff started here and it's just gross as shit and 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 it took him fucking like 15 years or whatever to, you <laughs> to, know yeah like finally like get years past to it. get past it so uh you know it's um 
it's a tough one and and it's a real and you know it's you know I, I so again like last week we talked we were talking about you know toxic masculinity and stuff like that and and thinking about just the you know the way our society is that you and because I, I, I think about this with just my own life and like where you know I had a pretty pretty good childhood I you know I don't have much in the way of childhood trauma that I can point to that like oh my god this I fucked me up and I've been having to deal with this and I can see that whatever but I also don't know so like one of the I, I try to be very self-aware <laughs> and mm-hmm. Um, self-reflective and you know, and and I don't. I try to think about where I learned that from, and I don't. And you know, I, I have a great relationship with my parents, but I didn't really learn it there, and I didn't. And society, with especially, I mean, you know, society—that's a big amorphous thing. But you know, that's not really something that, and especially when you think about the when Tim, like when and where he grew up. Like, this is not a thing that you're ever taught. or It's never, like, looked at as a positive thing. You know, like, I mean, and, and, and that comes through in so many things. But I, I just, when I listen to this song, I think about how it could be such a more interesting song if there was any self-awareness. And I realized that this was written right in the aftermath, which is why it shouldn't have ever been released. It's like, okay, write it, record it, get it out of your system, and then five years later revisit it rewrite it and like i don't know i just think i think for a band not that rancid has ever been like this revolutionary innovative you know super innovative band but to me that is something it's like okay approach it from that angle and, and again this is i'm trying to make them people that they're not um but god i just that's I, that's the complicated feelings because i could imagine a world where like i, I would want to hear a, i want to hear a song i want to hear a song from like this I, fucking tough guy who has been through like and but is looking at like which, how did I, what did i do to cause this yeah yeah you're nailing it like i want the next album to be like kind of a reformation on some of that stuff because by the way that's journey to the end of the space that's right. Fucking, it feels like Olympia Washington has that vibe. It feels like a lot of their best stuff has this reflecting on times past. Well, and we talked about the with you know because make we when we made the connection between Bad Town and Journey to the East End, where t- you know Tim even with Bad Town, he had this looking at the scene, you know, like yeah, they call it a scene, I call it a disaster, and then with yep. you know this ain't no Mecca man, this place is fucked. It's like with certain things and, and i understand it's probably it's well i mean it everybody's different but you could it's i guess you know looking at a scene you're a part of maybe it's easier to see those flaws and reflect on them than really and looking at yourself. It, like yourself even though yeah. you know considering i mean tim was a as integral a piece of those scenes as anybody but but you um, never feel it in the moment no it's I mean? yeah right but it, but it is a good point though because it's like, you have the capacity for it. You show it in other ways, and it's and it's some of the best 
songwriting. And you do it, you put in your, a lot of like, he's really good in stepping into other people's shoes. Like that's been a thing yeah. that they've been developing is like writing stories, like from a perspective that's very foreign to them, you know? And like, and I just want like, yeah, man, like do you understand why people, I mean, like, I think Rancid would be kind of a revival, you know, we're starting to see them show up on, you know, like that Kentucky right. thing came out where like there's that event in Kentucky and there's going to be a bunch of festivals all summer where they're going around and some shows, you know, like they're, they're, they're really like gonna be gearing hitting, back up here. Like. They're gearing back up and they're gearing back up at the height of the like revival, 90s revival festival right. circuit. Right. And they should be right up there with Green Day and all these other things. And I think the fact that they double triple down on the street punk sort of purity and that they um also the people that are in the know know that there was all this like grossness really hamstrung them into being kind of like well keep going downward spiral into uh well let's serve the hellcat fans you know what i mean and that's about it yeah. you know like that type of fan and it's like i think you could really do for a rebirth and then maybe that's a very pr-minded view of the world instead of like an honest view of the world but it's like if this new album had some thoughtful like here's the mistakes we've made instead of just like uh you know i've never made a mistake i'm pure evil is my friend sort of you know like tone right. that they have um in the meantime i i don't know i i do think you're right that like that is what i'm looking for and that's what and you know that's a very weird parasocial thing to be like sitting on a podcast talking about like like i'm well aware <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure and maybe it's because i want it from myself or from people around me or something like that right like i'm yeah today i'm turning 40 and i want the same thing of like there's a right. lot of mistakes i wish i could be better about like going back and like atoning for or like like whatever right like everybody yeah. has that in their life so like putting that on him is as much probably about putting it on me or whatever. You have all those things, right? Sure. But like, still, I bet that would be a good record if he did that. So I think you're right. Like, yeah. I think you bring up a really good point that like, it, we can't really change all this stuff in the past, but we know he has capacity for it. So it's like, well, I don't and, know. I don't know where I mean, I'm going with that. But no, yeah. but I mean, it's and we we've, it's we've talked about this but I, I and i don't think this is just our projection but it, there's i think tim wants to be like the good guy i think he does and what, too and i think and i and i and like and not in a superficial way i think it's a very earnest thing because i think when and i think earnesty is a very uncomfortable thing for a lot of people, especially these days, I, I've, I saw somebody on Twitter talking about this and it really resonated where, because it like genuine earnesty makes people uncomfortable because earnesty isn't a word, by the way. Oh, earnestness. Uh, earnestness. Go ahead. Okay. Move, keep going. Thank I like you. what you're saying, but I, you did it twice. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a long Go way. Ahead. Spring break. No, you're fine. Keep going. But I, so I think it, it it makes and I understand why it makes people uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable, which mm -hmm. makes me want to, which gets my brain going. Well, let's figure out why, and mm -hmm. because I want to be more earnest in the things that when I talk about 
like music and art or just share experiences with people I care about. And I like, and you know, we've talked about, I don't, I wrote this whole article about mm-hmm. don't not leaving things unsaid. If you hear, if somebody, you know, does it means something to you, tell them if you hear a piece of music that moves you in some way or affects you in some way, let the, you know, person know her or tell somebody. I mean, you know, it's, it's one when in a lot of the music that you and I, the world we spend most of our time in, it's easy to tell the person because we have direct access to them because they, you know, they're putting out a tape for 50 people. So like yeah. I can send them a message. If it's a band that's as big as rancid, it's maybe a little harder to get sure. to tell them directly, but still it doesn't mean like say it own it this is i mean this goes to this is part of our sort of mantra of radical acceptance just own it like but don't don't own it to the point where you can't like where you lose sight of you know maybe there's something wrong with it or we're not you know you know what i mean like yeah yeah but own all sides of it but i think it's just but you're completely right i think tim wants to be that guy i just you you see it and you you hear it and again there's so many moments throughout his song like in his songs that are from that place i mean ggf is the yeah pinnacle of that for me in my mind like that or journey to the end and they're so and it's so sincere and yeah and and it's i i think that that you know we've talked about that's like this push pull with him is i think that because not only does earnestness make, you know, people from the outside uncomfortable, it makes when, I mean, when I, it's scary as fuck to be really like, because being earnest is very vulnerable. Yes. And so, um, anyway, I think that's about where I was going with that. So I don't know that has to do with tropical London, but hey. I I mean, I think regardless of, (laughs) how this fits in the podcast. I think it's an incredibly good message that we're trying to like impart as like, Hey, if you can get anything out of this rancid podcast, it's like, <laughs> right. it's like kind of owning the things that make you happy, even if they're kind of weird in yeah. that there's problems with it. And then also being more earnest in general of like, I earnestly love a lot of rancid and I love a lot of pop punk from this era. And I love a lot of all this stuff like the ska from this era and the Hellcat and all these things. And, and and enjoying things that you enjoy and and yeah you're completely right about this earnest thing and i'm we've been talking about it and trying to even like hold each other accountable in kind of ways of like mm-hmm. yes go tell people this morning i share a birthday with somebody and i was reminded that i share a birthday with somebody and i just like that person's like incredible mover shaker in the world and i like really impressed by them like kind of look up to them and i was like shit okay Go wish them happy birthday. Tell me like them. You know what I mean? Like just say mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm happy you're here. And like that shooting that email off, I was like, this guy's gonna think I'm such a fucking cheese ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like it, there's that moment when you do it when you're like, I'm sure this is the right thing to do, but that voice in your head, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what the fuck is that voice? Like I am not. I spent most of my life being like the most earnest, optimistic guy. And the fact that, like, I still get that little voice in my head trying yeah. to just be nice to good people in my life, like, th- that's like a sickness. Like, that's gross. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, 
why are we like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, and then right. you take those same pop-ups of, of, you know, why, you know, that prevent you from doing things like that. And you get them bigger, 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 bigger. And you're suddenly like punching a guy for looking at you wrong or, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, standing outside of trans, you know, uh, outside right. of drag, drag, drag shows, shows and to calling them gun. names and, and with your gun, like that, that really does feel like there's this direct line, right? Like, like of, of, a world built on stopping those, you know, giving into that fear and anger yeah. and, and, and being embarrassed, you know, so much of it just feels like being embarrassed. I think that, you know? I think, no, I think you just kind of hit on, I think that is, that is what drives so much is this fear of being embarrassed and yeah. the, you know, sending that sincere email and then you think, oh my God, they're going to think I'm a Oh my God, I'm so, I'm so, oh my And it's and, like, what the fuck, man? I just, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and you know what? Sometimes that may happen. But yeah. but that that reflects, to you know, that says more about the person that's like, oh my yeah. God, dude, fuck you, than it does about. And you. also like, nobody's going to die. Like, there's no right, care. Right, like, right. Like, we're such, like, I know that this is such a standard, like, self-helpy thing, but like, it's worth saying, if you haven't heard it, which is just like, our brain has been you know made to be really good at keeping us alive in the wild so when something is scary to us the only sphere response we have is right. that there's a bear not that we sent an email so when you send right. a scary email you get a response that there's a bear like there's no fucking bear like like yeah. like unless you're like in Mo like the wilds of montana <laughs> okay, right maybe now. you send an email and you go outside it might be a bear but but like 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 a lot of these fear responses that we get is because our brain is not capable of matching angst yes. social anxiety fears with physical yeah. adrenal fears right like those don't match that's and gonna so be like, an evolutionary thing that someday it would take millions of years to like get, yeah, get more if, refined so we have to overlay our own yeah. you're, you have to be like my mind is not my brain you know what i mean like right. like yeah. i am not my mind and all these things that's what and that's a lot of that is what I think radical acceptance is teaching, right? Like real, yes. true radical acceptance theory, you know, and 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 um, a therapy, and like we want just a piece of that with this podcast, and we're basically like doing this really gross, <laughs> looking at one or two people and like analyzing them through the lens of radical acceptance, and we could probably be better about being like mostly we were trying to analyze ourselves about that, yes. like why do we, what do we feel when we tell people we like rancid or something like that and they it's a little embarrassing to tell you people know, that's we a, a i mean but that's a really great point for like even that still you know I, when i tell people that i know through you know experimental music or whatever and it's like yeah i do a rancid podcast they're like i'm i'm like i'm i feel i i'm like nervous to say i, I really i kind of pitch it like in a jokey way a lot yeah of exactly and and it's and yeah and it, that's yeah that's that's my like it's that pop-up thing, right? You're, yeah, you're, it's like you're my mechanism getting in your own of, way. Yeah, right. But it's like, oh yeah, it's just this silly thing, and it's like, no, I mean, this is it is a silly, it fun is silly, thing but I do. It's also, but it's also, it's also come to mean a lot to me, honestly. And yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, and 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 I should be when I tell people I should own that more, and I should be like, yeah, like. I, it's a place where I go. I mean, I go and talk about my feelings for an hour every week. I mean, I do that twice cause I have a therapist, but, um, <laughs> like <laughs> I do it. It's, it's a different thing. And, yeah. what it, and that's, you know, and, and yeah, I hope that 
is something that people take from this is that so a lot of the times we talk about i think a lot of times we slip into this mode of talking about tim or lars or matt especially mm-hmm. in the song and critique them but all we're critiquing is their our mental image of them and what they represent to us because we don't know them yeah and 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 i hope that it's mostly us mulling over masculinity and fandom and stardom and punk rock and all these things i hope that's clear i don't know if we've always because we've gotten sure. in a groove with this thing uh, we've really explicitly said that we haven't said that for a few important. episodes right like yeah. so i think this is a good one because it's like coming back to this really important topic of like the, the squishy issue of like the fucked up relationship with Brody. And it's like, why do we do this podcast? I think this is a good time to talk about. We were talking about masculinity for the last couple episodes and toxic masculinity and mm-hmm. getting in your own way. And I think this is a good arc towards like, remember, all of this is for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. and, and all this is for you guys to talk with us, too, you know, about and and sort of like pr- use the rancid the framing of like you probably had a similar arc if you're of a similar period to like rancid and maybe you didn't but maybe you need some place to think about it using yeah. rancid you probably have a similar tone to your life if you like rancid and you're you're processing that uh how how you know hopefully it helps you be reflective too you know what i mean so right it's a funny thing but it's like it's kind of that's that's the goal, you know. Just so everybody remembers, that's the goal, you <laughs> right, know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, I think that's I, I think that's well said, and um, I think that's a good. Uh, that's actually kind of a good segue to m- talk about um, the upcoming mailbag episode real yep. quick. So, when this episode goes out, um, the next episode, well. The next, the next episode, episode we're recording record. after you hear this yes. is going to be a mailbag episode. Is that right? Does that make yes, sense? Yes, you got it. Yep. Okay. So get, if you, if you want to have, you know, your email or your voicemail on the net, on like the first mailbag episode, get it in now. Don't, don't wait, get <laughs> it in. Um, and we will, we're going to go through, we've gotten some great emails um, and we're just going to kind of read them and talk about them and we love hearing everybody else's experiences with this band and this music and being a fan and how they got there and their feeling, you know, their complicated feelings about some of this music and these guys and all that. It's, it's awesome. It's, you know, we've, it makes us feel like this is not just going out into the ether never to be heard from again. It's like, yeah, there are people out there who are actually listening and, you know, getting something from this. So that rules. So, Get those things in, and yeah. Did I leave anything out? No, that's great. Okay. Um, Speaking of some feedback, yeah, we have uh, we got another voicemail uh, this week. So uh, you can you can uh, look on our social on our link tree, and you can uh, leave us a voicemail at our. I don't even like saying the name of the company. Speakpipe. Um, <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, but it was free, so I like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of people who should have been like, maybe we should call the company. Some people <laughs> who will tell you this is a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> but uh, our our friend Glenn from Kansas City, is that what he says? Yeah. Um, got another message for us. And uh, hopefully, Glenn, you enjoyed our, our um, wrongful suspicion episode because uh, a lot of what you talked about, we, we did end up talking about. 
Um, yeah, and keep them coming. Yeah, like everybody yeah. and Glenn especially. Your messages are awesome, dude. Um, yeah, but yeah, let's let's just replay it. Yeah. All right, yeah. This is Glenn from Kansas City. I just got finished listening to the Bad Town episode, and I think it was one of your best ever. Um, to continue the dive into Tim's perspective on masculinity and violence and basically uh, meathead dudes, um, it might be worth you guys looking at a movie called Larry's Dead. Uh, I don't know that much about it other than I came across it on YouTube, and it's a short film that Tim apparently wrote and directed. It's starring Lars. I imagine it was made in 93, 94, 95, somewhere in there. And uh, it, it's very much a, a amateur work, but I think it definitely depicts another side of uh, some of the topics you guys talked about. Um, about masculinity, but also about that sense of proselytizing and seeing if you can save someone. So anyway, uh, wor- worth a look. Thanks a lot, and see you in the pit. Um, thanks, Glenn. Um, yeah, so, like, I, it's funny. I kind of was – I was reminded of this and watched – flip through it. It's it's a bit of a cringe uh, watch, <laughs> but uh, it it's very early 90s. Like, like yes. you know, Tim thought he was um, – uh, a director and 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 really wanted to do this but it's it's well timed to this episode uh and i do think i was like holding it back to like be like this week we're gonna do this uh, this movie instead of or this short movie film instead of a song and i think one day i will do that we won't do that this week but um uh glenn brings up a great point about like yeah it is about a little bit of a reflection on that toxic masculinity and sort of tough guy punk rock world yeah and it um it's interesting like like again i think early tim really was telling that there's moments in tim where he's really telling us who he is and then it's almost like he tries on a bunch of different things and i wonder what the real tim is you know and so uh one day we will do this for sure like oh it's super on the docket for for a whole episode or maybe a patreon thing if we ever get a patreon going you know or something like that but um it is it's on youtube anybody can look it up it's uh it's quite a thing (laughs) yeah put we'll put a link in the show notes maybe yeah yeah totally uh but yeah keep them coming awesome Uh, yeah send us some emails we'll do a mailbag or drop some voicemails we'll throw them in the end of episodes and uh yeah um with that said, so what is next week, episode 49, going to be? Yeah, um, I've had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to come back to where, well, it's not really where it all begins, but let's do Adina, which is track one. Oh, yeah. Off of the first I, almost, I almost picked that for this week. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I was, yeah, cool. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good one. I've, been, a good I've been thinking we need to go back to the first album, too, so that's good. Um all right, cool. Everybody, thanks for listening. Seriously, it's awesome. Uh, leave us a review on your favorite podcast app if you like what you're hearing, or if you don't, you know, if you think we suck, let us know. Um, and you can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at RancidPod. Voicemail, check out the link tree at all those places. You can click on there, leave a voicemail, or send us an email, 11thHourPod at gmail.com. And until next time, we will see you in the pit.